imagine a seven-time Emmy Award winner born with no legs, partnering with the only professional baseball pitcher to play minor league baseball with two crutches, and then running sports camps for children and young adults with differing kinds of challenges and disabilities. Then add that these camps are directed by a full scholarship athlete from the University of Georgia whose son was born with neither arm. Well, the stars would need to align for all of this, and that's just what happened. Dave Clark, Dave Stevens, and today's guest, Doug Cornfield, have combined their efforts to inspire the world with their pulling each other along message of hope. The Disability Dream and Do Camps are just the tip of the iceberg. I'm so excited for you to hear from Doug Cornfield, Director of Disability Dream and Do, D3Day, author of the children's book, A Pound of Kindness, and recently published book called Pulling Each Other Along. All right. So, Doug, it's a thrill to have you here. And I just think that what you're doing is amazing. And the pulling each other along is, you know, that's the spirit of it. And I always like that saying, which is similar to lift while we climb, right? Mm -hmm. Because we are all helping each other and we're all connected. And so you have quite a story, though. And I really want to hear, you've gone through a few transformations yourself, too. I guess so. I guess so. You know, it's it's amazing because you go to high school and you don't know what you're off to next. And then I went to a small college. I was playing basketball. I was running track, which is a weird combination right there to run track and play basketball. (laughs) And then I had a pretty good season my freshman year in college in the track world and decided to be a runner full-time and wound up getting a full scholarship uh, offered to me to go to the University of Georgia during that time. And it was when literally money ran to zero. So, you know, when you run a hit in a brick wall and then all of a sudden opportunity is presented, I went from having zero money to pay for school at a small private school to getting everything paid for, you know, and so your wagon gets turned and changed and all those kind of things along the way. And then you get out of college, you get married. We start having children right away. Boom, boom. We had two kids. And then before you know, we had five kids. So that doesn't change your way. So I I always tell people, you know, don't ask me trivia questions of the 90s because literally we were changing diapers and putting kids to bed and had very little time of our own. I don't know the Macarena. I don't know any songs or music from the 90s or I might know the tune, but I don't know who wrote it. You know, we were busy, five kids, nine and under. But my fifth child born in 1998 was born with no arms. So another curveball, another strategy, you know, change of life. You know, all of a sudden you're thrown into a world where you're not just a parent, but you're parents of a child with, you know, some real limitations. And then in the hospital, we found out he didn't just have no arms. He had one leg shorter than the other, Mm. you know, and so all of these things. And then he got meningitis, you know, while he was just in the hospital, you know, so you go through all these things and, you know, somehow you dig around them, you figure your way out. And of course, we had people pulling us along. We had people helping us along the way. We had things that helped us, you know, but we also had to pull our own weight. I think, you know, when we're talking about pulling each other along, it's about not just, oh, I'm going to jump in the wagon and let everybody pull me and I'm going to have this great life. It's no, how do we pull? How do we help pull when we 
need to be helped? How do we get in the wagon and be pulled? And it's all based off of the story of Dave Clark, you know, that we've shared many times. So it's an interesting journey that we're on right now, for sure. Why don't you share a little bit? Because my audience is not familiar with Dave Clark. And just maybe just a little bit about his story, which is so inspiring. It's pretty amazing, actually. I mean, it's beyond amazing. Dave is a polio survivor from the little town of Corning, New York, in you know, central upstate New York. Polio in 1953. So when you talk about somebody that really knows a pandemic, you know, this was a child whose basically use of his legs and parts of the left side of his body were taken from him. Mm. Uh, And then 10 months old, and uh, he never was able to walk without crutches and braces. To survive, they had to send him to a home where polios went in Ithaca, New York, near Cornell. People would know Cornell. So that's where Ithaca is. It's about 40 minutes away from Corning and 10 months away from his family. You know, no Ronald McDonald houses back then. Parents barely got to see him. And there's just actually very touching story that he tells when his mom would come to see him and she was all excited and she wanted to hold him. But David fallen in love with the nurse that was taking care of him. Yeah. So he would curl back, put his hand when his own mother would come and he would he would curl back and say, no, yeah, I want to be with this nurse. She's my mommy kind of thing. And, and so his mom had to deal with that for a year. And if you flash forward and you know the connection between Dave's mom and, and himself is super strong. So obviously that didn't have a, a lasting impact. But at the time, can you imagine being a mother who's only getting to see their son once a week, once every other week? Yeah. And they're falling in love and more comfortable with the nurse. Right. You know, but that nurse served a purpose. You know, she was pulling Dave along his young life. Well, fast forward, Dave walked out with tiny little crutches and braces when he was basically two years old. Wow. And he's never walked without crutches or braces since to this day. And so you flash forward to six years old, he's now forced into school, but he's mainstreamed into school like every other child in this little area of Corning Yard. And he's different. And he even tells people it's the first time he was ever made to feel different. You know, he's going to school when he was in the neighborhood, all the kids, his family, they treated him, they knew him. It was no big deal. He was, you know, walking around his crutches, braces, playing, whatever. But when he went to school, you know, he was the different kid. Picked on, bullied. There was some kids that started calling him Oleo, which rhymed with polio, like the old margarine, if people mm. remember the Oleo margarine. Mm. And so he hated that. Picked on in recess, you know, all those kind of things. Bullying is unfortunately nothing new. So when his teacher announces a field trip where the whole class would be walking five blocks away to the local fire hall. Now, to Dave, that was a nightmare. Mm. So here's this little boy. They don't even let him participate in phys ed class. And they want him to walk five blocks away to the fire hall together. Well, he knows he's going to get left behind. He knows he's not going to be able to keep up. Doesn't even know if he can go five blocks walking at that point. So he builds up all this nervousness, you know, that a six-year-old is going to build up about being bullied, about being called slowpoke, you know, all those little things that are triggered through his mind about this dreaded event to the fire hall. So two weeks, he remembers maybe a week or two. It felt like a marathon of time for him as a six-year-old. But the day actually comes... And he does what every good six-year-old's going to do, and he tries to act sick. Mm. And of course, his mother knows better, so off to school he goes. And he gets in line. Finally, the teacher calls the kids to get in line. Everybody else is excited. He goes to the back of the line thinking this is going to be the absolute worst day of his life. And a classmate of his named Ernie Pound. Ernie brought his radio flyer wagon to school that day to pull Dave. And Dave simply never forgot it. Mm. When you now flash forward... (laughs) 
through this amazing life story of this guy who's five foot two walking on crutches and braces. Dave's parents never treated him any differently. Mm -hmm. And so when he wanted to play Little League, they literally had to drive all the way down to Williamsport to the Little League World Series. Now, this is like 1963 to get him the right to play Little League. Mm. And that's what his parents' commitment was. You know, they wanted him to have every experience that any other little boy was going to have. And so they had to, even back then, they had to sign, if he gets hurt, it's on us, you know, all those kind of things, even all the way back in 1963. Right. So he plays Little League. He moves up the ranks. He starts dreaming. And this little Dave Clark, if I fast forward through his incredible story, when he was basically 17 years old, he got his first tryout with the Pittsburgh Pirates, pitching what's called a knuckleball. So if people don't know what the knuckleball is, research that. Uh, he couldn't throw 90 miles an hour, so he had to do it differently. And from his cr crutches, he had developed a nasty knuckleball pitch, and he got signed by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Wow. Name, Art Gaines signed him to his minor league baseball team in Missouri, and and Dave wound up parlaying that to a 45-year career of every level of baseball as a player, as a coach, as a manager, as a three-time championship coach in the Swedish Major Leagues, as an Olympic coach, as an Atlanta Braves coach, wow. you know, a scout for six different Major League teams, international coach, you know, you name it, he's done it. And that's the quickest story of, uh, I can give of Dave Clark, hopefully to be a movie soon. That's so inspirational. And that's basically what you, you put a whole bunch of stories, like 30 of them together in, in your book, pulling each other along. Long. That is so inspiring, especially to people that are really locked down that, yeah, I can do this too, right? That's right. really what you've done by that. So yeah. so you and Dave and, and joined together, but then you mentioned somebody else? that We have another Dave, and he's actually in the Pulling Each Other Along book too. Yeah. Yeah, so what uh, Pulling Each Other Along book, because I just told you a story about how Dave got pulled along. Right. I actually first wrote a children's book called A Pound of Kindness in honor of Ernie Pound, who brought his wagon to pull Dave. Oh. And we are actually doing really, really well with this book. We were keynote speakers at some big conventions. And so now that that's opening up, anybody want to bring Dave Clark and I in to talk yeah. about kindness and pulling each other along, please do. There you go. But, you know, because the story had such an impact on people. We started seeing that. We even created an award called the Pulling Each Other Along Award years ago. And we give that to people like Ernie Pound and people that are helping others, specifically in the disability community, but not always, but people that are helping others. That's our target. Right. Unsung heroes that don't get recognized for the kind acts that they do. And so when COVID locked us all down, I got approached by another author and we wound up combining our efforts to write a book called Pulling Each Other Along, where we knew a bunch of athletes, primarily in the disability world, although the book's not all athletics and it's not all disabilities. It's mostly athletics and mostly disabilities. And it's all these people like Rocky Blyer, who's a legend. And if you don't know the Rocky Blyer story, Rocky's just one of the greats from Pittsburgh Steelers days. He's in the book and he wound up getting Terry Bradshaw to write the forward for us. Many would know Terry Bradshaw as teammate. And so Terry, you can actually still get a free download on the pullingeotherlong.com. Okay. Um, to read Terry's forward. And it's very fun. So it's a fun read. Anyway, so, you know, we got all these people like Rocky Blyer and there's a story about the game operation. So a lot of people know the game operation and the man that started that game and created that game in college got paid $500 and promised the job. And then when he was done college, he didn't even get the job. Mm. And then that game board, everybody knows the game operation or almost everybody. So this is a beautiful story of how that game still pulled him along in the end in life. And yeah. so he's still with us too, John Spagnola. But so you got all these great stories of people sharing the roadblocks that they hit 
but how they got around them and how they overcame them and the people that helped them and the kind acts that were shown. And so it's a very positive book and it's 31 great stories of, of, of these. And they're all different stories. Right. So you can read the story and then skip to chapter 17 if you want. And, yeah. you know, so it doesn't have to be all read at the same time. So that's really morphed into you have an event. You know, t- I just, lots of events. Well, so, yeah. So if I was going to target, we, target. the event that you're alluding to is because of the other events that we do. So Dave and uh, Dave Stevens, who we alluded to earlier, and he's an amazing story as well. Seven-time Emmy Award winner, born with no legs. And so I can go on and on with stories with these people. Right. Um, but Dave and Dave and I, uh, with help my family and other folks, but primarily our efforts, we run numerous sports camps for children and young adults with all differing disabilities and limitations and trials. And it's a free event. Typically, these events are with professional baseball or hockey teams and some collegiate teams and things as well. And we're trying to expand to some other sports. I've got some other concepts that I'd like to implement. Being an old runner, I'd like to work with professional athletes and do like a track and field disability dream and do day. And I'm actually in the process of trying to get a golf sponsor for a disability dream and do golf event concept that our, our, the way we do this, I think will work well with other sports. But if you're an art artists out there and you want to do a disability dream and do art camp, you know, we want to do that as well. You know, so there's other things. It doesn't have to be or music or whatever. We just want to give children and young adults an opportunity. If they're dreaming about doing something, we give them an opportunity to do it. And it all comes from a quote from Dave Clark, where he says, there's two types of dreamers. There's dreamers that dream, and then there's dreamers that dream and do. And so right. oftentimes right. in the disability world, the children want to dream about doing something, but they're told, oh, you can't do that. You're not going to be successful there. You know, if you're Dave Clark, you're five foot two and you don't have use of your legs and you want to be a professional baseball player. What are most parents going to tell you? Yeah. Try to get a different job. That's right. Try to go somewhere else. Right. That was his dream. Mm. And he had to figure out how to make that dream happen. And voila, he did it. You know, he didn't make, he didn't just dream about it. He actually did it. Dave Stevens, born with no legs, two time state champion wrestler, mm. played baseball and football in high school and college. Oh, wow. He's the only, I think, NCAA football player to ever play college football without legs. Mm. And then he went on to win seven Emmys at ESPN. Ah, man. You know, and there are, these are just two of our examples, but the Pulling Each Other Along book is so many more. Right. Uh, four-time kickboxing champion Baxter Humby, which most of you probably have never heard of. But he was born and he had to get one of his hands down to almost his elbow amputated after birth mm. and he's a four-time world champion kickboxer you know, so yeah. there's all sorts of these stories that are in yeah. there and these are incredible people but the whole point of it we want to give people opportunity to hope yeah and not be held back that's so exciting to talk with you and have other people hear your fabulous story and now you're doing a, a some sort of a mastermind a yeah so the, the bigger the bigger event i the should bigger say. event <laughs> is our mastermind and we're pre-selling that event right now. It's an event to bring together very, very successful entrepreneurs. So if you're a very, very successful entrepreneur listening to this, it's an invite only, but we can get you a link to see if you qualify. And we're bringing those very successful entrepreneurs together with professional athletes. And there's a couple of names I'm already able to drop. Uh, John Conkak was in the NBA for years. At one point, he was higher paid than Michael Jordan. Sorry for the tongue twist there. But he, uh, you know, he's making more money. He was an Olympic gold medalist in 1984. 
fours Olympics, I believe, and played under Bobby Knight. And he's a big seven foot guy. So I'm not very short. I'm, you know, I'm six foot two. But when I talk to John, I'm like, I feel like I'm a five foot four guy out there. Right. He's a big man. And then Rocky Blyer is also committed to coming to our mastermind event. Rocky's just a legend. And he's a nice. great guy as well. Rocky had four Super Bowl wins with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But if you don't know his story, you know, just, just Google him. There was a movie made for him when I was a young man in 1980. Rocky uh, was drafted after his rookie season with the Steelers. Uh, Rocky was drafted by Uncle Sam and in a firefight in Vietnam was shot and took a grenade. Mm. basically pulled out of the jungle by an unknown soldier Mm. and wound up surviving. They didn't think he'd ever be able to play again, but obviously we wouldn't be talking about the story because he did and uh, wound up having a thousand yard season as a running back after a very damaged foot, but figuring out how to use a certain kind of shoe to make his foot be able to run again. And, and, And Rocky's just one of the great guys, still doing great things. And it's really an honor and privilege to have him as a friend as well. So you'll get to meet people like Rocky Blyer. You'll get to meet people like John Conkak. But the point of the mastermind, if I don't ramble too much here, is to bring very successful entrepreneurs together with very successful professional athletes to discuss a problem that many of us would feel, oh, that's not a problem at all. But their problem is after they have all this success, they may still be 35, 40 years old, 45 years old, and they still got a lot of life to live, but they're in a pivot time in their world. And they want to come together as colleagues in this situation to discuss the problem of what do we do next? Because they've already made enough money where they could just bankroll it, have somebody like you, Chris, you know, manage their money and safely, of course, and they'll be able to live off of their income. But that's not really their heart. You know, right. they put 20, 30 years, 40 years into a business or to their professional career. They want to take that springboard it into something hopefully good or another business, something where they're productive. And we want to bring those men together to really discuss that concept where they can pull each other along because they're, they're all in that same boat. Yeah. And so that's so exciting because there's nothing like in my business when, you know, working, working, working about midlife, it was like all about give back. When I pivoted and made give back the base, the foundation of my inspiration, it just changed everything to use all the gifts that you've been given to give back. So that's going to be such a great mastermind. And we're going to have all the links and everything in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we have a page where people can go find out a little bit more about it. We're planning the first one. Uh, and this is an ongoing group of men that will get together. And the first one's going to be men. I do preliminary have a, a woman's one that I'd like to do. And then eventually nice. we can find those minds. Yeah. And so, but we got to kind of do one little thing at a time. We're looking at Southwest Florida and Fort Myers. I know some pretty interesting people down there. That's one of our main hubs. We do a sports camp with the Minnesota Twins down there. Dave Clark lives down there. There's some, you know, Naples. You got some beautiful spots to right. go. So it'll, right. be, it'll be fun golfing, of course, and good dinners and all those kind of things. But the primary purpose is to, is to, really bring these men together to solve a significant problem. And then at the same time, of course, Chris, this is going to be a way for us to support more sports camps for the future. That's right. That's right. What's the, just say the page so it's in the notes too. What's the uh, page? That's a personal. Be- we, we'll put the page. It's in our pulling each other along, but it's a personal it's link. It's not a public link. It's a private link. All right. We'll put the details later. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wow. That's it. Well, I didn't know that you could have a woman one too, but nothing like, you know, 
Yeah. I mean, there's women athletes out there. There's women entrepreneurs that are successful. And, mm-hmm. and you know, from my perspective, we gain so much from the woman's perspective that we, I certainly don't want to leave that out, you know? Yeah. Um, well, just gathering a few heroes together, like-minded people that want to help is so right. powerful, right? Two or more gathered is like powerful. Right. <laughs> Nothing, you know, trying to do it all by ourselves. But it's, so that's, only going to be successful and the way to go for i you know i see a whole season of it right it's a big pivot for us personally because most of our funding is has come from actually selling small things selling books selling speaking events which you know aren't necessarily small you know our speaking fees we're getting up to ten thousand dollars you know pop to have dave clark come and dave stevens and but you know we had books but a big portion of our funding believe it or not came through honey sales created my own products oh honey when i left the Merrill Lynch world that you, you know that you're in when I left the financial world right. I went into honey and other products uh, maple syrup and it was oh. a way for us to raise money for the sports the, camps that we did super uh, we needed a funding source uh, Dave and I had committed to never charging for these events right when we looked at okay how much is really being spent in time money effort websites t-shirts hats travel rent to cars you know hotels in some cases even though we try to keep that all as cheap as possible it's still expenses that you got to pay. Yeah. And so we did most of our funding through selling honey and, and cheese and maple syrup and oh, that's hot. coffee. Yeah. <laughs> the real riches, right? <laughs> I guess. You, so. you actually do the, you know, put the peg in the tree and pull out the, no, no, the no, maple no, no. syrup. <laughs> no, I'm busy enough. I don't have time for that. <laughs> well, that's fabulous. What an exciting. We'll have you back again because there's a lot to unwrap here. But just to wrap up, any final thoughts you want to leave with everybody? You know, it's an interesting world right, right now. You know, we, we've all hit this brick wall and the pulling each other along theme, if we want to kind of circle back to that, it's about when you hit that brick wall, sometimes you need help to get around things or over things or through things. What I'm finding in our own pulling each other along podcast, which people can go to and hear Dave, Dave and I talk to some great people about what pulled them along in their life's journey. Oftentimes, if you're in that big struggle right now, the thing that catapults people to success was the trial that they hit. Right. You know, and so it's yes, an interesting I do. Thing to hear, you know, these successful people saying, yes. like one of my shows, Scott Aaron, and he he's basically said, well, my dad got incarcerated. You know, he got incarcerated. Yeah. This yeah. big trial, boom, you hit this brick wall. What do you do? I'm 18 years old and my dad's handing me the keys to the business and the life changes. And another another one of my podcasts, his father comes to him. He said he was a pastor of a church. His father was a pastor of a church. He was 17 years old and he said, you know, when I was 17, I graduated from high school. My dad kicked me out and said, here, you're on your own. You can do it. And I'm going to do the same to you. Right. And he basically kicked his son out of the house at 17 years old. <laughs> And he's on his own. Time, he didn't like it. You know, in the end, he had a good relationship with his father and all those things. And not necessarily what I would do as a father, but, you know, that trial in his life is what spurred him on to the greatness and the successes that he has. And so if you are in a trial right now, if you can see hope, then you can see a way around it. Yes, get help. Yes, help yourself. But at the same time, Think about it as this brick wall that you just hit is possibly the best thing that ever happened to you that's going to create the success in your life that you hope for. That's right. I, I Hope springs eternal, and, and I sure can witness to every trial that I've ever had. 
people don't change unless they're shaken to the core. And that's when, you know, everything happens. So I think you guys are really just so inspiring and have so much to share with people. And we'll put all the links for everybody to get the book and check out the mastermind and check out all these amazing people doing beautiful things. It's such a pleasure to have you on today. And Chris, thanks for being, having me. And uh, of course, we'll get you on our Pulling Each Other Along podcast as well. We need to get you on that show. And uh, and I know you're pulling people along by helping them with their finances. I know that world. I come out of that world. It's an important role. You're hand-holding people in a very scary situation. I know yes. the importance of giving good advice, the scariness of walking them through that, because if you don't make too much money, that's a problem. If you make too little money, that can be a problem. Right. There's so many balances to deal with in that world. And you know, so I appreciate your world as well of helping pull people along in their finances, which is a big part of our life. That's it right there. And healthy money you know, it doesn't bring the happiness, but it gives you the peace of mind so that you can do other, give back things and help other people right, right, because right. we all got to help each other along the way here and pull right, each right. other along and, and enjoy the gifts we've been given. Yep. Enjoy Absolutely. and share. And, yeah. you know, don't be afraid. We have a saying, I did a keynote years ago at the Disability World Congress where I said, there's a time to pull. There's also a time not to pull. Right. And then there's a time to be pulled because you need the help. But yeah. then there's also a time not to be pulled because you can really do it on your own. And then if, if you're not doing what you could do, then you're taking time away from somebody else's efforts where they could be helping somebody else, but they're helping you who doesn't really need it. So there's a time to pull. There's a time not to pull. There's a time to be pulled. And there's a time not to be pulled. Words of wisdom, Doug. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much for being here and many blessings thank for you. everything you guys are doing. Thank you so much, Chris. All right. There's so much to learn about healthy money. I hope today's discussion brings you one step closer to securing and protecting your future. So you can get started on the right foot, go to meetwithchrismeller.com and schedule your free financial fitness strategy session. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to Money 911 so you don't miss our next episode, which includes health, wealth, and peace of mind.